Thank you for joining us on the CFF Podcast. Today, we'll be sharing an inspiring message from the Word of God. We hope you enjoy and welcome home. So I want to share with you guys a message called, I'm Hungry for More. How many of you guys are, would say you're just hungry for more of God? Yeah? I'm in the right place then. Uh, why don't you guys turn to Acts chapter 19. Acts is like one of those books that if you need a push from God, you just need God to ignite you with more fire. Like if you're feeling like you're dead spiritually, read the book of Acts. Like it's, a, it's chapter 1, you can call it the fire of God. Chapter 2, you can call it the fire of God. <laughs> chapter 3, it's just God will ignite your heart so much. And in Acts chapter 19, we have a man named Paul, pa- uh, Pastor Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul who God used in a mighty way. And so if you guys can go with me to verse 1, it says, While Apollos, Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. Where was he? Ephesus. Ephesus. There he found some disciples and asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, Then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. Say with me, come Holy Spirit. Spirit. And they spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. (laughs) That's pretty cool, right? So Paul the Apostle goes to this town in Ephesus, and he finds 12 disciples of Jesus in the whole town. And it's pretty, I don't know if you ever read that, but uh, it's kind of trippy. Like, Paul goes up to them, and the first question is like, hey, did you guys receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? I don't know. Have you guys ever randomly maybe met a Christian, and they came up to him and be like, hey, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? It would be kind of maybe something that we're not used to, you know. And I asked myself, I wonder why Paul, like, asked them this. And I I believe that in my heart that Paul understood the necessity of the Holy Spirit in a believer's life. I think maybe he saw that something was missing in their life. Maybe he saw that they were still struggling with sin. Maybe he he saw that there was this lack of passion for God, a lack of fire. I don't know what Paul saw, saw, but he, he, the first thing he asked them was, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? You know, and I believe that our generation, the church is in the same place where just like they respond, we haven't even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. Some of you, this is the first time you're ever going to hear a message about the Holy Spirit. Others, you've heard a message, but you still don't know this person called the Holy Spirit. And so they responded, we didn't even know there was a Holy Spirit. Nobody told us about the Holy Spirit. And I think that's the generation that we're in. And something that, I, that I've been thinking about lately is that one of the saddest portions of the scripture is in John chapter 1, where the Bible says that Jesus was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. But then later on, it says that he came into that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. So it's saying that the creator of the universe became put on human flesh and came into his creation, and his creation didn't recognize him, didn't receive him. That's kind of sad, right? 
But I've been thinking, I've been thinking about this. We're doing the same thing today to the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left, he sent the Holy Spirit to his church. And the Holy Spirit has come to its own creation, us, and many, many of the church still hasn't received him. What a sad thing that the creator of the universe would come to want to dwell with you, but you wouldn't recognize him. That's crazy that the Holy Spirit is here. He wants to fill our lives, and many of us still haven't recognized him. Many of us haven't given him the place that he deserves. You know, the Holy Spirit is just as much God as the Father. The Holy Spirit is just as much God as Jesus. Amen? But let me ask you a question. When was the last time you worshiped the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you got on your knees and worshiped the Holy Spirit? Not when was the last time you worshiped Jesus, because I think if you're a Christian, you know, you would say today. But when was the last time you worshiped the Holy Spirit? Stand on your feet with me for a second. The Bible says that the Spirit is the Lord, that He is the Lord. Jesus is Lord, God the Father is Lord, but the Holy Spirit is also Lord. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'm going to give you a moment to do something maybe you've never done. Close your eyes and just worship the Holy Spirit. Tell him you love him. Tell him you honor him. We worship you, Spirit of God. You are my creator. You are my breath of life. This church belongs to you. Our lives are own. You are the Lord of my life, Holy Spirit. You are the Lord of our lives. Forgive us for not recognizing you. Forgive us for not giving you the place that you deserve in our lives. Take control of our lives. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. You're amazing. You're amazing, God. You're amazing, precious, Holy Spirit. Amen. Go ahead and take your seat because I know if we keep on going, this place is just going to get too crazy. But maybe many of you never done that before. I don't want to ask you if you've ever done that, but I don't know. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised as half of us raised our hands, right? Um, you know, we are now in the age of the Holy Spirit. This is the time for the Holy Spirit where he wants to shine through your life. Jesus said, I'm going to leave, but I'm not going to leave you as orphans. He said, I'm going to send another counselor and he will be with you. He will be with you. And like I said earlier, just like the, just like the world didn't recognize Jesus when he came, many people in the church have not recognized the Holy Spirit even though he has come. This is the time. This is the generation where the Holy Spirit wants to use your life to impact, to change the world. You guys know where Jesus is at right now? The Bible says that after he resurrected, he was here for 40 days, and then he ascended to the throne, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. So if he's seated at the right hand of the Father, then I would assume that Father's also in heaven. I mean, I'm not a genius, but you know. No. God the Father, God the Son, they're in heaven. But let me ask you, where's the Holy Spirit right now? Point at yourself and say, the Holy Spirit is in me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. Amen? And so we need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit because he's the one who's here with you. By the way, there is no competition 
between God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, when you worship the Holy Spirit, Jesus isn't like... <laughs> right? There's no competition. When you worship the Holy Spirit, you're worshiping Jesus. When you worship the Father, you're worshiping the Holy Spirit. They are one, but they express themselves in three ways. And it's important for us to know how God the Father, how God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit manifest and express themselves. Let me read. You guys receiving so far? Yeah. Amen. Let me read another portion in the Bible in Acts chapter 6. And I, I like asking questions because I think when we ask ourselves questions, we, we tend to dig, dig a little deeper, right? And so in Acts chapter 6, they're beginning to have a, um, some trouble. How many of you guys can say troubles? No, I'm just kidding. Um, they're beginning to have some trouble where some of the people aren't being fed in the, the food that's being distributed um, to the widows and the orphans. And so they're beginning to have trouble. And so they say in verse 3, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. Choose seven men. There was over... Over 5,000 Christians in the church, by the way, by this time. And they say, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And then in verse 5, it says, the proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Also, Philip, and then it names, uh, names five other people. But the question I, I find interesting they needed leaders. They needed people to represent God. And the first characteristic wasn't choose somebody who came out of seminary. <laughs> they, they didn't say choose somebody who has really solid doctrine that has gone to Bible school for 10 years. Not that that's not important, you know, kind of. No, I'm just kidding. Not that that's not important, but it's crazy, right? The, the thing, the requirement that they wanted was people, seven people who were full of the Holy Spirit. Here's the question I want to ask you. Would they have chosen you? If God needed people for an assignment and he needed people who were full of the Holy Spirit, would they right away say, oh, I know who, I know who you need? What about them showed these people that right away they thought, oh, Stephen, Stephen, we need Stephen, we need Philip. But let me ask you, would they have chosen you? Are you known to be a person that is full of the Holy Spirit? Do people recognize you as somebody who carries the fullness of the Spirit of God? You know, I think the reason they chose, for example, Philip. Philip, the Bible says in, in Acts chapter 8, in Acts chapter 8, that Philip went to a town in Samaria. And in just a couple of days, the whole town came to Christ. I mean, this guy carried the Spirit of God in his life so much that when he preached the Word of God, people were convicted that when he prayed for the sick, they got healed. When he casted out demons, they left. Like this man was carrying the fullness of the Spirit of God. And then you have a man named Peter, right? You guys know about Peter, that when he got full of the Holy Spirit, he preached. And in one day, 3,000 people gave their lives to Jesus. There's something about this being full of the Holy Spirit that a person full of the Holy Spirit can do more in one day than somebody without the Holy Spirit their whole lives. Let me say that again. In one day, Peter got 3,000 people saved, full of the Holy Spirit. That's more than most Christians will do their whole lives. 
We need to be hungry to be filled with the Spirit of God. You need to be desperate to say, Holy Spirit, take possession of my life. I surrender to you because when the Holy Spirit fills your life, once again, you will do more in one day than you will do your whole life trying to do it by yourself. Amen? Here's how important it is to be full of the Holy Spirit. We are not followers of Peter. We are not followers of Paul. We are followers of Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen? Amen, Amen, right? Let me, you know, in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, they begin to describe the disciples of Jesus. They begin to describe this this man named Jesus and what they saw in him. And as they're, they're describing him in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, it says, It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. When they're describing Jesus, they're saying Jesus was anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with power. And because of it, he would go around healing the sick and casting out demons and doing good things. That's important because if that's the model that Jesus gave us, we need to follow after his model. I like to to say this sometimes. If Jesus did not have the Holy Spirit and they brought a sick person to him, he would have prayed and nothing would have happened. If they would have brought a crippled person, a person that was possessed by demons, and they would have brought him to Jesus and Jesus didn't have the Holy Spirit... Nothing would have happened. Let me explain why. When Jesus came from heaven, the Bible says he emptied himself of all godliness. He emptied, he stripped himself of his power so that he can show us what it's like to live as a human being full of the Holy Spirit. He came to show you what your life will look like if you get filled with the Spirit of God. And so he came and he started his ministry. By the way. Just, just in case you're doubting me and you're looking at me like I'm speaking heresy. You know, the Bible, do you guys know what the first miracle of Jesus was? Some of you guys are like, ooh, that's my Jesus. <laughs> Bunch of heathens. <laughs> the first miracle, the Bible says the first miracle was he turned water into wine at the wedding. Uh, I have a coworker that one time we were talking about, I was sharing in cell group yesterday, we were talking about God, the Bible, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, like how Jesus healed the bird when he was 12 years old. And I was like, they killed me? <laughs> like, and, and then he's, he kept on telling me, he's like, yeah, I saw, I saw that movie when I was small. Did any of you guys seen that movie? Yeah? I have no idea what movie that is. I was just like, healed a bird? Jesus didn't hear no birds. No wonder you got all these people praying for dogs and stuff like that, which is cool, which is cool. Watch, y'all watching the wrong movies. But he started telling me, and I was like, and I started thinking, like, oh, I wonder if Jesus ever, like, when he was in high school or junior high school, maybe one day he was in high school and somebody was sick in his class with a fever. I, I mean, he's Jesus. I wonder if he ever, like, went over there and laid hands. But then I realized, no, because the Bible says there was a first miracle. You get that? Have you guys ever thought about that? I wonder if Jesus, when he was, like, wearing diapers and his mom was sick and he, did, did she get healed with, with Jesus' diapers? <laughs> Anyways, and, uh, but the truth is that Jesus performed no miracles until after he was filled with the Holy Spirit. 
The Bible actually says that after he was baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him as a dove that he began to preach. That means Jesus didn't even start preaching until after he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Why do I say that? Because if Jesus needed the Holy Spirit to do what he was called to do, how much more do you and I need the Spirit of God in our lives? Amen? Amen or oh man? We need the Holy Spirit in our lives. Let me say it again. If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, then you need to start getting desperate for the Holy Spirit. You need to start getting hungry for the Spirit of God. You need to say, I need to know you. Who are you, Holy Spirit? Come fill my life. Come consume my life. The Bible says Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good. Let me share with you quickly uh, three points. You guys receiving so far? I want to give time for the Holy Spirit. Um, You know, how many of you guys have been to an encounter before? Yeah? So I I know at least you guys know something about the Holy Spirit, right? A little something, something. (laughs) If you haven't been to an encounter, go to an encounter, you'll encounter the Holy Spirit. You'll encounter God the Father, you'll encounter God the Son. You'll encounter the Spirit of God. He'll change your life. Why do you think these people are so loud? Like, we try to, trying to keep them quiet, but trying to keep these people quiet up in here. Um, but the reason I said that, I'm like, why did I say that? The reason I said that is because the Bible says that Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, you know? And I don't know about you, but I've been in that place where, like, in a little bit we're going to spend time and and. Probably some of the leaders are going to go up to you and pray for you. But I've been, I don't know if you guys have been in that moment where you're like, you're like, you just want to receive. And maybe the pastor's walking by and just like, all right, right now when the pastor comes, woo, it's going to get lit. Spirit of God is just going to fall on my life. I'm going to be like changed forever. Fire, right? And, <laughs> and, and the pastor comes or the leader or somebody comes and they pray for you. And you're just like, yes, 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 right now, this is my time, this is my time, it's going to happen, it's about to fall down. And then they leave and nothing happens. And you're like, wah, wah, wah. And I realize my faith dies when the pastor leaves. And I'm like, is my faith in the pastor or is my faith in the baptizer of the Holy Spirit? Amen? And I know you guys know what I'm talking about because I know, I know I'm not the only one that does that. Jesus wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. We might pray for you guys. We might not. Don't worry about it. Jesus is going to pray for you. Jesus is going to place his hands over your life. Amen? So let me, let me share with you three quick points. One, God commands us to be filled. Ephesians 5, 18. God commands us to be filled. The Bible says, do not be drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine, which is rebellion. Instead, be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Now, let me, let me ask you something. If you knew somebody that was a Christian, don't get all judgmental. I'm just a little pre. Don't get all judgmental. Let me finish. If you knew someone that was a Christian that came to church every day, but they're constantly getting drunk with wine. Most people don't drink wine. They're constantly, like, partying it up, getting drunk. What would you think? There would be somewhat of a doubt, like, is this person really no God? Like, has this person really been saved? Because a person that is constantly in disobedience to what God says 
to not do, you wonder, like, maybe they don't really know God. Maybe they go to church, but they're still not the church, right? Maybe they've heard about the Holy Spirit, but it doesn't seem like the Holy Spirit is living in their lives. You know, the Bible says, do not be fooled, you drunkards. Oh, it says, do not be fooled, for no drunkard will enter the kingdom of God. You know, it's one thing to sin once. This ain't even my message, but I already started. It's one thing to sin, to slip. It's another thing to intentionally live in sin. And if you see a person that is intentionally living in sin, to me, that, that shows me maybe they still don't know this God that we talk about, right? Now, I got good news for you. If you're feeling condemned right now, you can give your life to Jesus tonight, right? You can ask him to come into your heart and to forgive you for all of your sins. Can somebody say amen? But, but the reason I say that is because the Bible doesn't just give one command right there. It says, do not be drunk with wine, but then it says, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. It is as much disobedience to do what God says not to do as it is to not do what God says you should do. He's commanding you, be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's not a suggestion. He's saying you need to be filled with the fullness of the Spirit of God. It is a commandment to be full of the Holy Spirit. Why, do, why would God tell us to do this? Because without the Holy Spirit, there's no holiness in your life. Without the Holy Spirit, there's no power in your life. Without the Holy Spirit, your prayer life is dead. See, the Holy Spirit is the breath of life. All life comes from him. And so God is saying you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because the other option is you're going to constantly live in sin. I tell people, you don't, get, you don't receive the Holy Spirit when you are holy. You receive the Holy Spirit so that you can become holy. Because a lot of people think like, oh, the Holy Spirit won't fill me because I'm still this, I'm still that. Of course you're still that. That's exactly why you need the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. You know, nobody came to Jesus Nobody was saved and then came to Jesus for salvation. <laughs> they were unsaved and they came to Jesus to be saved. Nobody is righteous and then because they're righteous, they ask for the Holy Spirit. Because you're still carnal, because you're still living by your flesh, you desperately need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can somebody say amen? amen. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The second thing is he promises he will fill you if you ask. He promises that if you ask, you will be filled. That's good news, huh? Thought I was done with my Bible, but then I just felt the Holy Spirit. No, I'm just kidding. I just saw that it was in my nose. Right? He promises that he... Y'all ain't helping me. You guys are like... You guys aren't laughing at my jokes. I'm over here like, man, I got good, good material today. People about to... People about to be touched by God on the second word I say. And then I look at you guys and you guys are falling asleep. <laughs> so, so Luke 11, verse 11 and 13. I laugh because I already prayed for this message. I prepared. You're going to receive whether you like it or not. The, whole, the Holy Spirit is working through my life as I speak. I don't know, I don't know what you think is happening. <laughs> But Luke 11, verse 11 through 13, it says, Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? Jesus is funny. <laughs> like, if a son asks for a fish, which one of y'all is going to give him a snake? 
Jesus, you trip. No. Verse 13. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Say this with me. It's easy to receive the Holy Spirit. I think, I think one of the reasons many people don't receive the Holy Spirit is because, like, I need to pray longer. I need to fast longer. I need to be more holy. I need to be more righteous. And you're thinking of all the things you need to do, and God's like, just ask. <laughs> just ask. If you being evil fathers give good gifts to your children where they ask, how much more will your perfect father in heaven <laughs> not give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him? It's so easy to receive the Holy Spirit. It's the easiest thing in the world. Now, to keep yourself filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to talk about that later, but that's my third point. If you all write in your notes. You know, God doesn't just want you to survive as a Christian. He wants you to thrive as a Christian. God doesn't just want you to barely make it, to spend, oh man, it's so sad that people would come to Jesus, spend 50 years of their life, and never bring one person to the feet of Jesus. That they would live 50 years of a Christian life, never passionate about God, never having a real relationship, never having a life of prayer, never seeing signs and wonders manifested through their lives. What a waste of a person that has been filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't want to waste my life. The Bible says that signs and wonders will follow those who believe. I want to walk in such a way that signs and wonders follow my life so I can say, that's Jesus living in me. That's the Holy Spirit in my life. And God says, it's so easy for you to get this. All you got to do is ask and believe. All you got to do is ask your father and believe he'll do it. But most of us, we ask and we already think it's not going to happen. We already assume that God doesn't want to do it. I'm telling you, God wants to do it more than you want to ask. God wants to fill your life more than you want to be filled. Hey, guess what? It wasn't your idea to receive the Holy Spirit. It was his idea that you would receive the Holy Spirit. He's the one that thought about it. He's the one that gave you the promise. He's the one that declared it over your life. And I believe right now, many of you have been praying, but right now arguments are breaking. As I speak the word of God, arguments are breaking because the enemy has kept you bound in doubt. He's kept you bound in unbelief and make you think that God is like so hard to convince God to do something. And Jesus came to present a father who wants to do it, who desires. He's saying, just ask me. That's all you got to do is just ask me. Amen. What do you have to do? Ask and believe. The last, the third point that I want to share, you guys can stand on your feet with me. Because George is playing the keyboards and it's just like getting me. It's hitting me. The third thing is you must stay full. You must stay full of the Holy Spirit. I said it's easy to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The harder part is to stay full of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says do not quench the Spirit of God. And then it says fan into flame the gift of God that was given to you through the laying of hands. God says, you need to keep that fire going. He says, I'm going to fill you when you ask. As you press in, as you pursue me, I'm going to do it. But you need to stay. You need to keep yourself full of the Holy Spirit. I want to live the rest of my life in the fullness of the Spirit of God. You know, on that day, there was 120 
The Bible says that 120 were filled with the Holy Spirit. But when they needed somebody who was still full, they only found seven of them. God filled all of them, but they found seven of them that remained full. I pray that when God sees you, he sees you living in the fullness of the Spirit of God. I'm going to ask Alba to lead us in a, in a song because I believe that God wants to do something today. I believe there are some people here that are hungry, that are full of faith, that are believing that God's going to do something in this moment. Amen. I believe it. Amen. Go ahead and close your eyes. Thank you, Jesus, because you gave us this promise from heaven. Thank you, Jesus, because it's your desire.